0: Welcome back to more Bernie and Chris, everybody. I'm Bernie.
1: I'm Chris.
0: Chris, we had quite the show last week, and uh, I'm excited to be back to normal content after. You know what? I think think Bernie and Chris are officially retiring from
1: uh, NBA Mock Drafts.
0: Yeah, so I think we're going to get into that a little bit later, but... uh... I think, Chris, we should hold off on doing mock drafts until the NFL one. I think we can agree on that
1: one. Yeah, I, I think the NFL, we could definitely come up with something better than what we what we uh, chose.
0: Yeah, that was pretty bad on, on our behalf. I got quite a few messages from people saying some things that I can't really say on the show. But
1: well, <laughs> anyways. It's all right. People are always going to be haters, you know.
0: Well, no, say? it's not that they're. It's not that they're haters. It's just that they're just laughing at how dumb mean you were, basically, as 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 was I. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta laugh. But uh, me. but anyways, I want to welcome any of the new listeners that we've attracted since last week because of the draft. Ironically, we did get a special shout out from from Couch Guy Sports, which is a great sports organization where they do a bunch of writing and reporting. They got some podcasts going on. They do streaming as well. They they shout. They gave us a shout out on Twitter last on uh, Twitter last week. We got some new followers, so I just want to say first of all, thank you, Couch Guy. If you guys if you guys want to go check them out on Twitter at Couch Guy Sports, they're a great group. And uh, to everyone new who's listening for the first time, welcome. And uh, I'm sorry for what you're about to hear because you're probably gonna be like, "What the heck are these two idiots talking about?" For the next hour or so.
1: Yeah. Um. Thank you to the Couch Guys for the shout out. Um. They do some great work, and um, definitely give them a follow. And uh, any new listeners, um, enjoy the show.
0: We say we say that with caution, enjoy the show, because sometimes Chris and I like to ramble uh, <laughs> towards each other's teams specifically. But before Chris and I scream and shout and let it all out at each other, uh, we got listeners' choice, again, for the new people. We do listeners' choice once a week, where we say, hey, everyone, just give us a topic. We'll pick the best one, and we'll talk about it. This week it comes from Big Al two seven nine three of Couch Guy Sports. Uh, I promise I'm not playing favoritism to this one. Uh, he asks, "What is the best baseball movie of all time?" That's not The Sandlot. First of all, Al, how dare you? How dare you say we can't say The Sandlot? Because that's my immediate answer to best baseball movie of all time.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's however, tough. to beat that one,
0: however, if I were to, if I were to pick something that's not The Sandlot. I'm gonna be a little biased here, Chris. I am.
1: Let me guess, Fever Pitch,
0: one thousand <laughs> percent, the most. Co- hear me out, the most corny Red Sox movie of all time. Okay, hear me out, Chris. The movie is about the two thousand four World Series championship team. There, it had been I I forget how many years off the top of my head since the last time the Red Sox won the World Series before then, but it had been quite a while, and it was cool, and it and it was cool to see. The Red Sox succeed and also see like actual, like, and also see Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore fall in love with each other. It was pretty it was cool good to movie. see that. I got to give it to uh,
1: Red Sox fans in that movie. It was a good movie, but uh there's definitely they, way better baseball movies out there.
0: They perfectly capitalized though like the typical like Red Sox fan though. Where... Where fans are just yelling basically anything they want and not really caring about it too much. Yeah. Uh, only thing. Only thing. Obviously that was unrealistic was at the end of the movie where Drew Barrymore is literally running across field and used Johnny Damon as a shield really quick. Yeah. Um. That was. That obviously doesn't happen in Fenway because fa- fans for the most part don't go to Fenway. Uh. Well, they go to Fenway, but they don't run into the field. But as a movie standpoint, it capitalizes the Red Sox success. It capitalized basically how the fans were reacting. To this Because everyone's like, oh, my God, the Red Sox might actually win, win it all this year. And, you know, obviously, it had some other typical movie stuff in there as well that they had to throw in there for it to be a complete movie.
1: Solid movie. Uh, definitely, like I say, solid
0: overall. Even as a Yankee fan, um, I did watch it. It was a good movie. <laughs> However, though, if we, if we were to pick, like, based, like, off of, like, better, like, baseball, like, equivalence, I guess, I would say 42 because you can't go wrong with that.
1: No, nah, solid with, choice. You
0: can't go wrong with Jackie Robinson.
1: Yeah, solid choice. So for me, uh, one of my all-time favorite classic baseball movies is Little Big League. When um, Great choice. Yeah. When um, Billy's uh, grandfather dies and he inherits the Minnesota Twins and he ends up coaching the team to a league pennant race, and it's just a really funny movie. Uh, all the baseball characters in that movie are great. And uh, I just think that, that anytime a movie's on TV, I'm like, I'm, I'm always like, yes, I haven't seen this movie. Like, great movie to watch. Like, no matter how many times you see it, it's just always a classic. Yep.
0: Um. Some honorable mentions that I think definitely deserve to be mentioned here um, Moneyball, Bad News Bears.
1: Bad New Bears is the a classic.
0: The, yeah, the not the terrible 2005 remake of it the actual 70s version the actual like original like the 70s version of it and league and a league of their own that definitely deserves a uh, mention of their own that's basically like women in sports basically which is, aw- which is always awesome to see yeah
1: those are all good, um, all good choices those,
0: all good choices in my opinion so al al buddy because i know you're listening i know you're listening to this al Thank you so much for the topic. I'm probably going to be harassing you again for more topics in the future. And I, I, I know you're going to give me some great ones. Let's move over to the MLB now. Hey, Chris, what's one thing that mean you can kind of agree on as baseball fans?
1: Astros or cheaters?
0: Um, well, yeah, there's that. I'm, I'm trying to think within the state of New York, though. Oh, a joke. Oh, that too. I'm thinking within the state of New York. Oh, the Mets. Thank you. All right. So, obviously, the Mets haven't been good for a while. They're on the rise. They got Steve Cohen as an owner. Everything seemed like it was working out well for the Mets. And then Robinson Cano. Robinson Cano, basically. So, basically, he got got caught with performance-enhancing drugs.
1: I don't know what can doing. He's a doing. cheater. I mean, he's a cheater. He's. I am so glad that the Yankees never gave him that thirteen-year deal that he wanted. Panthers <laughs> gave him. Um. I mean, it makes you just wonder. Like a guy like that has like natural power as it is. Like he doesn't need to do steroids. And also like steroids are past yeah. that time period. Like why are you still doing them? But I mean, exactly it makes sense. He batted three fifteen out of nowhere last year.
0: Yeah, he was—he was great out of nowhere. It makes sense, though, why he was good last year. The dude was cheating.
1: Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, I don't know how he didn't think he was gonna get caught. Like,
0: if you're cheating in baseball, you're gonna get caught. Look at the Astros. Look at. Alex Rodriguez. Chris, don't even bother saying yeah, something If you that. If you
1: cheat the game, you deserve to get penalized and all these... And uh, you know what? Whether it's Simon dealing with the I'll Astros and the Red Sox or if it's yep. steroids with A-Rod and all these other people who did them, McGuire, Bonds, you're going to get caught.
0: It's not just steroids that baseball players cheat at. Look at... And I'm not trying to take on the Yankees too much here, Chris, but look at Michael Pineda with the pine tar on his neck.
1: Yeah, it's a great example. He did
0: not hide that. He was not hiding. You know, that yeah, a lot either. of
1: pitchers use it, but like if you're going to use it, you got to be a lot
0: more discreet than uh did that when that happened a mm-hmm. couple of years ago. I I remember watching that on live TV, and I was just laughing the entire time So I was like, "Oh, the Yankees are cheating again! Oh, the stupid, the stupid cheaters!" Yeah, what are you going to do? Well, Yankee. I mean, Yankees now have two cheaters on their. Have, have a record of having two cheaters on their team. So no,
1: panada you know. doesn't count. He's not. No, panana was nothing for us.
0: <laughs> does Yes, he does count. No, like, he got he got caught by the Red Sox. I think it was the Red Sox. I forget. I forget who pointed it out. And then on top of that, he got suspended for. I yeah, believe.
1: But Panetta, I don't think a panada is like a, like a Yankee that I care about. Like A Rod obviously is. So like, but you get what I'm saying. But Cheaters are going to cheat
0: no matter what their uniform is, right, Chris?
1: Exactly. It, it's, it, people are always going to be cheating, trying to get an upper hand. just a matter of fact, <laughs> where they get caught.
0: Exactly. Now, these players that we're about to mention, I don't think they've cheated. I hope they haven't. I doubt they have. But the, uh, wh- while the last time that we recorded a normal episode, between now and then, uh, MLB, they did announce some awards. Uh, the AL MVP and I'm going to trigger the hell out of Chris here, was Jose Abreu from the Chicago White Sox. Chris, Chris, take, take it away. Why, why are you mad about this?
1: Uh, I'm not super mad. I mean, I, I, Jose had a great season. But, I mean, for DJ LeMayo, the finish in third place is just so much disrespect. I mean, he was one of the only Yankees the whole season that was healthy, only missed a couple of games. You know, when I look at an MVP, I try to look at the overall – Picture of the mvp and not just what he's doing at the plate but what he does for the team what's going on with that team and i think like dj LeMahieu is obviously the most important player on the yankees and uh brian cashman if you're listening you know if you happen to catch this podcast let's give dj the bread and uh so yankee fans can relax thanks (laughs) yeah yankee fans
0: i think you you guys got kind of get a little stressed now that uh yeah, he
1: still he hasn't resigned yet. Officially. You know, I, w- I was I was a little more stressed last week, but I've been reading some articles lately that are saying, you know, DJ likes New York. He wants to stay with the Yankees. He's even willing to take less. You know, I think it's a matter of time. He wants five years. I think they settle on four years with like a player option. He's yeah, probably, we'll probably, see. We'll see what happens with that. He's, pro- he's probably gonna get like a hundred million, which you know he deserves it, man. He deserves every penny of it, and um, he's the he's the glue of this team, and uh, they got to bring him back.
0: I mean, I mean, we'll see what happens, EJ LeMay. I think he's definitely one of the hottest free agents out there. Um, I think as we venture um, deeper into the MLB offseason, eventually we're gonna, we're going to start to see rapid fire deals go, come left and right. Um, MLB uh, like free agency is so weird because you'll have because you'll have some of the like best players out there be free agents, and they won't sign until like late into the offseason, basically at spring training time.
1: Yeah, MLB free agency, free agency is weird. It's either it's always It's really the weirdest quick. thing ever. It's re- it's, sometimes it could be really quick and like it could mm-hmm. be a huge market, and other times it could be like slow. And like a lot and of I, times these people settle for like one or two year deals.
0: Because I think a big reason or a big thing in the MLB like free agency and offseason general is the winter meetings. And obviously, yeah, sure. with, the, with the with the pandemic going on right now, uh, MLB said no, these are not happening this year. So, so I think that's gonna put like a hold on the rapid fire deals this year. And I think we're just gonna sporadically just see some 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 of these deals come and go. Like event eventually, you know, the, the top free agents like Trevor Bauer or DJ Lemayu, they're gonna find deals eventually. It, mm-hmm. There's no way they're gonna be going into the spring Those training. Those deals a lot of these probably be in
1: place too. We don't even know about them yet. It's MLB's a little less. Um, Headlines with their free agencies, if that makes sense. You know, Which not is like stupid. it's weird, but you know, like you say, we'll find out about it within the next couple weeks.
0: Because as a Red Sox fan, I'd like to know if DJ, if I got to deal with DJ LeMay or not, yeah. so, or if he's just gonna I, go somewhere else. I, I, I know guy, the so,
1: Supposedly, the Red Sox want JA. I hope he goes, to you guys.
0: Uh, we don't need JA crap. Enjoy him.
1: Enjoy him. him. We don't need him. Enjoy him.
0: I can't imagine Hein Blue Bloom looking at this team. And being like, huh, yeah." Looking at the rotation specifically, thinking, "Man, J. A. Happ, yeah, he could. Re- he, he, this guy's gonna be a game changer right here. We could definitely use him. <laughs> they're bad enough. With they're bad enough as is. Why would you bring probably the worst Yankees pitcher in as well?
1: Hey, bring him in. Uh... There's a the
0: reason why the Yankees are making zero effort in getting him back.
1: Oh, he's there's gone. There's no
0: reason why. No, there's no reason there's No reason to sign him. No okay. reasons to. I la- I laughed today when I got that notification. I was like, huh. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe what I was reading when I saw it. I almost texted. I almost texted you like, look at this. Yeah, I saw yeah, it on Twitter, and I
1: was just like, I sent you in through Twitter. And I was like, oh.
0: Yeah, you had, yeah. I mean, you know, stupid Eric Hobbs is just, you know, going off about it. So on Twitter today, but, <laughs> you know, it's typical Barstool stuff. They like going off about literally anything, just, you know, Barstool. But anyways, other, other MLB awards that happened. Uh, the NL MVP, Freddie Freeman of the Atlanta Braves,
1: well, well deserved,
0: well deserved. About time he got something like this. Um, the dude, the dude can play baseball. This, this dude can play, and I would have been fine with Freddie Freeman. I would have been fine with Mookie Betts because that was basically who it was between. I'm happy with it. The- I was happy with the result regardless. Little, little sad that it wasn't Mookie, but. Freddie Freeman, I mean, if you don't like Freddie Freeman, you do not like baseball.
1: Yeah, a guy stands for everything. He's just a classy baseball player. He is. Plays the game right.
0: Future Hall of Famer.
1: If he continues his track, definitely.
0: He definitely will. Uh, The AL Cy Young this year went to Shane Bieber of the Indians. This is no shock at all. He was, without a doubt, the best pitcher in the American League this year.
1: Two, he got rocked in the playoffs.
0: He did get rocked in the playoffs, you
1: right. <laughs> but, yeah, a little one-year wonder. We'll see what he does next year.
0: The NL Cy Young is our boy, Trevor Bauer. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. in that stock up for himself. I mean, Trevor Bauer is already not just a great baseball player, but just a great human being in general. So, I mean, he you can tell on Twitter, this just made him so happy that he got this definitely that his style of pitching is being recognized as greatness in the MLB. Yeah. He
1: had a great season. He deserves it
0: because when they were showing uh, Trevor Bauer's like highlight reels on sports center, where they're just like, Hey, it's Trevor Bauer with the site high- got the sign A lot of his pitches were in the ground, but yeah. batters were swinging at them because, you know, it looks like it's going to be a good pitch.
1: He's always been so a good Bauer pitcher. Bauer
0: has such an interesting like pitching style I think I, and that's why I think he stands out a lot in the MLB other than the fact that he's you know good and that's why I like him a lot he's a free agent right now too which is mind blowing as well I can't believe the Reds have haven't given him like a, a big deal yet
1: yeah it's uh those small markets have a tough time sometimes signing these type of guys
0: It'll be interesting to see where he goes. The AL Manager <laughs> of the Year is Kevin Choke in the World Series. Cash loser. And the, I mean, Chris and I have already made fun of him. Uh, we made fun of him for you know pulling Blake Snell, who was arguably throwing one of the best games of his career uh, in the World Series too. On top of that, um, bet he'll never make that mistake again. And then the NL NL Young, NL Manager of the Year is Don Mattingly of the Miami Marlins. The Marlins made the playoffs this year, and they won a series. Yeah, it's,
1: Jeter's building a thing down there.
0: I mean, Jeter's onto something down there. Finally, yeah. I know at first we were all making fun of Derek Jeter because he trades away John Carlos Stanton, uh, John Carlos Stanton to the Yankees. And, and when I say he traded him, I mean, like, he just gifted him to the Yankees. It was just like, here you guys go, even though I don't really, I'm not really employed by you anymore. I'm still going to help you guys out because I hate the Red Sox that much.
1: Yeah.
0: And then D Gordon got traded to Seattle, too. Other best player, too. So, so, I mean, now, now that Derek Jeter is done being like a, a screw job uh, down in, um, down in uh, Miami, I think he's now getting to work with his team.
1: Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he, They're doing the right thing down there. Uh, I root for Jeter and the Marlins for sure as a Yankee fan.
0: <clears throat> I root for Derek Jeter too, too, just because. Again, he's one of the, I know he was a Yankee, but you can't hate Derek Jeter. It's hard to. It's hard to hate. It's hard to hate the captain. It's hard to hate him. <laughs> All right, let's move on over to the NHL. Um, Yeah, there's NHL news. Uh, This is more of just a fun little thing to do. Um, Hopefully, Chris, you've had – I know I sent you our lineup a little late today. Hopefully, you've had some time – I know you have looked at at least one of the jerseys, but the other ones, I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are. So, NHL, they've been hyping up for a while now that they're doing these reverse retro jerseys, which is like a modern twist on classic jerseys uh, throughout – the years of NHL teams being in existence, and they came out last week, and some of them are good, some of them are really bad.
1: <laughs> Islanders,
0: and then some of the Islanders. <laughs> That's how bad the Islanders one is. That they don't—they're not even really bad. They're worse than really bad.
1: Yeah, um, pathetic.
0: So if you were to point out some of the some of your uh, favorite ones, Chris, which ones would you uh, say that really caught your eye? So my, not, my not, fav- not bad ones, but good my ones.
1: favorite. Oh, like, like that. I like, yeah. Do do your
0: favorite ones first.
1: Uh, I'll get, uh, yeah. I like uh, the coyotes is my favorite one. Then I like the Anaheim ducks. I thought those were cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also a huge fan of, um, I thought the Florida Panthers ones were surprisingly sharp looking the blue. I thought that was very crisp, and I also thought the Montreal Canadiens, uh, their blue ones, were sweet. And then um, I like the Rangers and the Devils ones as well. Obviously, um, as a Ranger fan, I like the Ranger ones. I wish they would have put a little bit more color in it. But um, as the day goes, as the days are going on, I'm, I'm starting to like the blue. Uh, and I'm definitely going to cop a jersey for sure.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was a fan of the Rangers one. I do like Lady Liberty like that. Yeah, I'm glad they brought her back. Um for me, my favorite ones, I have counting here, one, two, three. I have five favorite ones right here. The ones that I really liked, um, I like the sharks one a lot. I'm not just saying that because I'm a fan of them. Looking at it, the col- the colors working. blend the colors blend nicely. They brought back the old sharks logo too, which is awesome. I mean the sharks are two for two with logos, because they've really only had two logos. Two for two with them. And it's it's just really sharp looking. Um, next, for me, it's the uh, Colorado Avalanche. It's this is just a sick looking jersey. Um, you have the old school logo at the bot. You have at the bottom too. Uh, I forget what the design's called. Completely blanking on it. But it kind of looks like the New Orleans Saints logo at the bottom. It's cool. But a little bit bigger. Um, it's really cool looking. It's a really cool design. Um, then I have the Florida Panthers next. You just have a giant Panther lunging at you. That's pretty cool looking. It's sharp. um, you know, not, nothing ever goes right with the Panthers, so at least they got the jersey right. Um, the L.A. Kings, just like you said, it's Laker colors. Um, I like, you know, the, I like the crown that they have under the under the Los Angeles Kings, like writing on the lettering. Nice coloring. And Then I have the Calgary Flames. I mean, that's just a cool looking logo that they brought back. Yeah, for as sure. well as the color scheme. As for the ones I do not like, then I'll ask you in a second, too, Chris, which ones you don't like. We might have the same ones here. Uh, first things first, Islanders, so boring. Literally, I what the hell is that Islanders? Like you, you clearly do not want to participate. Pittsburgh literally looks like a Pirates jersey, like the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> like, zero creativity, in my opinion. Not that fun to look at. The Golden Knights I don't like either because the fact that they're even trying to say that they have a reverse retro jersey with how little the league they've been in like absolutely not. And then on top of that too, they're trying to force red with with gray, gold and black not really working that not working that well for me. Uh the Toronto Maple Leafs um sucks as usual. That organization is just <laughs> a joke in general. Yeah. And then the Detroit and then and then the the Detroit Red Wings Holy God! did They put zero effort into that. It's just—it's just a blank white jersey with their with like their current logo, basically.
1: Yeah, Detroit. Put zero
0: effort. In, put zero effort into that.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, I would say Detroit's terrible. Um, I thought the Oilers' uniforms were not that great as well. It's very similar to their other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, uh, the Ironers like they could have done like something with the Fisherman jerseys. They could have
0: done the. Fi- I don't get why they didn't do the fishermen. Um, if they had done the fishermen, that might have actually been one of my favorite ones.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought Nationals was boring. I thought Philly's the Flyers, was pretty boring as well.
0: So here's my thing with the Flyers one. I like it because I like the color scheme. Yes, they could have they could have gone a different route with how they could have designed it. Don't get me wrong, but. I don't mind it. It's not the greatest, but it's not the worst either. Yeah, I'm not saying it's, it's like, like it's the it's, worst. I'm neutral. I just feel about
1: like it. it's just like it looks like their other orange uniforms, pretty similar.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, the whole point of these is supposed to be something different, and like you say, Pittsburgh is awful.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I like that the NHL did this. It's something fun for the fans to do. Obviously, the NHL, they lost out on quite a bit of money because of the pandemic, so they're trying to make up for for these new jerseys. Uh, they officially go on sale December 1st. 1,000% going to be trying to get one of those Sharks ones.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm going to be copying at reindeer one. And uh, just a side note, hopefully the NHL will figure out um, this whole playing for next season. There's a lot of stuff coming in on the, between the players and the owners now. And uh, it's going to be up to Gary Bettman to... Strike a deal to have the season we'll see, be played. We'll see if
0: we can pull it out.
1: Let's hope so. As a hockey fan, a big time hockey fan, I hope. So. I think it will get done. It's just a matter of time.
0: Because mm-hmm. they want to play December first. I mean January first. As January first kind of um, advances, you know, creeps up on us. It's like NHL. Got to, got to get on it. Got to get on it. I mean, yeah, really it's almost
1: December. Uh, we're coming at the end of November here. I mean, November Thanksgiving here, so. is this
0: week. Like th- Thanksgiving is this week, so they gotta get they, they it gotta going. Get,
1: they gotta get on. They gotta get going. With yeah, it. As simple
0: as that. All right, all right. Let's go to the NBA draft uh, or the NBA in the NBA in general. As Chris and I opened up the show with today, saying that we should never go near the NBA draft again with our lives, except for reacting to it. We did pretty terrible with our mock draft this year. We went 1 for 30. We got one pick right, Chris. Yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm
1: not saying much about it.
0: <clears throat> oh, but don't worry. I got plenty to say about this. A pathetic show. So, Chris and I are going to take the L on this one. We are. Cuz here's what happened. The top 3 picks, we got we got the right players. Just the wrong just the wrong order of them. Anthony Edwards went first. James Wiseman went second. LaMelo Ball went third. We had Wiseman, Ball, Edwards. So, like, we really, like, we really messed that one up.
1: We did. We should have got those ones right.
0: And then on top of that, the Chicago Bulls, at the fourth pick in the draft, they decided to take Patrick Williams from Florida State. Patrick Williams is a project. He's he's not going to be starting right away, unlike the top three, most likely. Sometimes projects work. Sometimes they're absolute busts. If you want to ask the Portland Trailblazers how their project went with Greg Oden went, I'm sure they'll happily tell you how it went. Huh. They'll just say, "Look at look at what he did for us, diddly squat." I'm not trying to I'm not trying to completely shut down the idea that Patrick. Williams is going gonna, is gonna to fail in Chicago. I'm just saying I can't believe the Bulls are making that gutsy of a pick at four concerning what they have with their roster now. They do not have a, they do not have a clear one. They are, filled, they are filled with two threes and fours, which is not bad, but they need in this NBA, you need a one in order to succeed. When you look at the teams who drafted in the top ten, majority of them do not have bona fide ones. The, re, re, looking at it, really, the only teams that have ones are the Hawks, the Wizards, and the Suns. That's it, who are really only have bona fide ones, star, star bona fide ones on their roster. So the fact that the Bulls at four, not like at eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, at four, are saying, let's take a risk at four with Patrick Williams who put up okay stats, not the world's greatest, not the world's worst. They're saying, okay, this guy's definitely worth a number four overall pick. I want to know what the heck Jerry Reinsdorf is thinking with that one. Yep, uh, That's what I want to know.
1: I'm not going to knock the kid yet because we haven't seen him play. You I'm not going to knock on the him doubt, either. But, I'm just going to uh,
0: knock the organization right now for
1: doing saying. that. Uh, that's
0: why we're not GMs, I guess. Uh, time will tell. Because especially with uh, training camp starting... I think next week, this kid immediately is transitioning into the NBA with a with a shortened training camp, less time to work with the team, less time to get used to the system. I'm not knocking on the kid yet. I'm not. I'm just saying, what are the Bulls doing, picking him at four?
1: Yeah, we'll see. He's
0: a mid to late first round pick, in my opinion.
1: It was a weird draft overall.
0: It was. It really was. Uh, The Celtics. They picked uh, Aaron Niesmith uh, from Vanderbilt. Some are saying some say that this kid is the best shooter in the draft. Uh, we'll see. I hope he is. It'd be cool. It'd be cool if he was. It'd be cool if this kid pulls it off. I have a lot of faith in him. I
1: think they he's gonna be took, great.
0: I think he's gonna be great. I think I think the other kid that they picked in the first round.
1: I think he's great, also. Richard.
0: That kid right there, I think, is going to be the steal of the draft when we look back at the draft a few years.
1: I, ago. I actually watched Oregon play a lot last year, and um, this kid was a four-year like starter at Oregon. Um, the kid is he's he's good on as a guard. Um, he pushes the ball, and um, I think he's going to be able to push the tempo for the Celtics with that second unit and um, with him and Smart. I think it's going to be good.
0: Yeah, him, I, I'm excited to see what this Celtics team is going to look like now, especially with what happened. Recently, with this team, um, let's get into that because, because I mean, we really have no business talking about the draft after what we just yeah, made, let's just so. talk Celtics
1: and then we'll move on to the NFL. No, let, let's
0: let's move, let's move on, let's move on to free agency. Yeah, um, Gordon Hayward declined his player option, became an unrestricted free agent, and signed with the Charlotte Hornets. The Hornets, by the way, in my opinion actually had a good draft they did i will say that
1: they had a great draft
0: they had a fantastic draft but then michael jordan comes in the goat and says we're going to give gordon hayward 4 years 120 million dollars that is overpaying him by a lot
1: you know what it a is lot. though that's the NBA in a nutshell, though. That these these bench players make crazy money. It's it's crazy the money these guys get paid nowadays.
0: Do you think Gordon Hayward is worth four years, one hundred twenty million though?
1: No, I mean I honestly, mean, do you? No, I don't think he's worth that. But for a team like that, young, they need a uh, veteran leadership for them. It might be worth it. Um, I, I get I, what you. I mean. always like I always liked Hayward. It didn't pan out in Boston, but um, I wish him nothing but the best moving forward. I do.
0: So here's my thing about this whole situation. I do not blame Gordon Hayward for money chasing like that. I do not. If I were Gordon Hayward and I'm offered four years, one hundred twenty million dollars, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go after that money too. Danny Ainge though, wow, what a blown situation for him. Had the chance for a sign and trade to go get Miles Turner and. Doug McDermott. I understand Doug McDermott not great. Not that great of a player. You, you could have used him for like a future like second round pick or something Danny. You could have used him for that. Trade him for a second round like a late second round pick or something like that in, in the near future. Instead he tells Indiana alright yeah we'll take Miles Turner but I also want Victor Oladipo or TJ Warren instead of Doug McDermott. In my opinion, Danny Danny Ainge got greedy with this trade. He did. You're asking Indiana to give up two of their best players for Gordon Hayward, who lately hasn't really been healthy. When he is healthy, he's pretty good. But when he's coming back from an injury, it's brick city with him. So in my in my opinion, Danny Ainge blew, kind of blew this whole situation. But in the end, he did sign Tristan Thompson and Jeff Teague, which I'm very happy with.
1: Yeah, you know, I feel like as Celtic fans, sometimes we overreact. And you know what? All these reports come out. We, some, we, we, we may not know fully what was going on in those conversations between them.
0: We, we have no clue what was going so, on, So, you know,
1: we don't even know how close they were to getting Turner. So, I mean, I, I like Danny Ains. I'm not going to be too hypocritical. I, mean, I, I like Turner, but you know what? We had You would have to give him a max eventually. We just gave Tatum a max. We'll see what Thompson can do. Teague is a solid veteran. Um, uh, two solid pickups, like Matt said, moving forward for us. I'm happy with.
0: I'm I'm happy with that. I know, like Tristan Thompson is Tristan Thompson. Not that he wasn't that great in Cleveland towards the end of his time there, but now he's gonna have better coaching in Boston, and I think I think they're gonna take. I think they're gonna work work on him with with any of his weaknesses and try to make him like what he was towards the beginning of his career with Cleveland.
1: For sure. Because
0: when he was starting out in Cleveland, very good center. But his numbers just declined over the past couple seasons. And I think coming to Boston, he might bring it back up. Only thing, as as a joke, the only thing I'm worried about is that damn Kardashian curse. (laughs) Because Kim Kardashian yesterday puts on her Instagram story, you know, congrats, Tristan Thompson, Boston, here we come. All the Celtics fans are like, "Oh no!" because because you know it seems like, it seems like everyone forgot that. Not everyone, but a lot of people forgot that. There's a possible there's a possibility that you know Kim Kardashian, Kanye, they could be showing for some Celtics games. Seems yeah. like now they there really is gonna be that strong possibility.
1: Yeah, we'll see what happens. So, but I like the signings. I like the drafts they did. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens.
0: I. So when you're looking over at um, NBA free agency so far, Chris, who who in your opinion, like so far, is having like a great free agency?
1: Great free agency. Mm-hmm. It's a tough one.
0: I'm gonna go with the Lakers.
1: Yeah, they surprisingly had a really good. I have to agree with you on that one. So the Which reason why the I'm Clippers saying the Lakers,
0: they 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 stole Montrez Harrell from the Clippers. Straps stole him. That that rocked. That signing was one of the, one of the early signings of free agency so far. That rocked the NBA. That the fact that you know that the, he's leaving one LA team for another, because Montrezl Harrell is the current Sixth Man of the Year, which means you know, hey, this guy's actually this guy's actually uh, pretty good.
1: Yeah, crazy signing, good for the Lakers. Sucks for the Clippers.
0: Yeah, Cl- Clippers. It's like, yeah
1: exactly
0: he actually came out today uh, Montrose Harrell and he was asked if if the Clippers wanted to resign him and he said apparently they didn't want to resign me since I'm on the other side of of LA now (laughs) so I mean maybe the Clippers were done with him
1: yeah the Clippers are a tough organization always to figure out
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the Lakers also resigned Contavious Caldwell Pope They got the trade official to go get Dennis Schroeder. They signed Marcus Soul, Wesley Matthews. They re-signed Markeith Morris. This might be the deepest roster in the NBA.
1: Yeah, the dynasty is is continuing there.
0: Yep. So I I fully believe – I'm going to list off the entire Lakers roster as of right now, and it's going to be like, oh, my God, how is this possible? You have LeBron. Assuming Anthony Davis is going to re-sign with the Lakers – Dennis Schroeder, Montrose Harrell, Contavius Caldwell-Pope, Marcus Hall, Wesley Matthews, uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso, Marquise Morris, Taylor Horton-Tucker, Jordan Bell, and, Al- and Alfonso McKinney. My god, that's a good team, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they're definitely going to be passing the Celtics for most titles all time. I it wouldn't surprise me if this team repeats.
1: No, they're that good. they're a good team.
0: Another team in my opinion that's having a great free agency right now and great offseason in general. It's the Phoenix Suns, they're having a, they're having a quiet off season right now, which, not really outside of Chris Paul. I'm gonna read off this roster right now: Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, um, Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, Dario Saric, Javon Carter, Langston Galloway, Cameron Payne, Jalen Smith, the rookie that they just drafted from uh, Maryland, Etuan Moore, Damian Jones, Abdel Nader. And Ellie Okubo. Look out for the Suns team next year. That's all I'm saying. This is good. They, they're 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 going to be quite the su- quite the surprise next year.
1: Yeah, they're not even going to be a surprise. They're going to be a good team. They were they almost made the playoffs in the bubble. So I uh, think they should have after the those me. Um, after those additions that they made with Chris Paul. It's gonna, they're gonna they're gonna be a good team in the West.
0: They are. Um, so we're definitely going to keep an eye on free agency as it develops more and more. Um, keep an eye out for any more Celtics deals. They ju- they- it was just announced that Taco Falls, a new deal with the Celtics, a two-way deal once again. So, cool, more Taco time in Boston. But definitely definitely keep an eye on our you know, social media, see if we have any kind of reactions to any kind of the big, big-time moves or anything like that. Uh, let's move on over to college football now before we end it off today with the NFL. Um, While we were talking about the NBA um, last week, we missed out on the chance to talk that Notre Dame beat Clemson. Clemson was the number one team in the country. They go to Notre Dame. Clemson does not have Trevor Lawrence's quarterback due to the fact because of the ACC protocols for being on the COVID list. uh, Trevor Lawrence basically could not play. And I was right that Notre Dame would beat Clemson. However, this game was super exciting to watch because it came down to the wire. And I think... I think even went into overtime, too. So, this was a great game to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: College football's been weird for me. It's been a little boring with no fans and everything. I haven't paid as much attention as I normally do. But you know what? This time of year is when it gets good. So, you get a lot of these rivalry games going on.
0: It should be a good couple of weeks coming up. See what happens with the college mm-hmm. playoffs. <laughs> and before we continue about college football, uh, breaking news. We finally get to break some news, Chris.
1: Oh, my God.
0: DeMarcus Cousins to the Rockets. that—that's not going to be fun. That team—that team's already toxic enough, and now you're getting now you're getting DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. Oh God. Oh man. <laughs> oh God, that organization's a disaster. But anyways, back to the back to back to uh, talking about college football. Uh, so because of the Clemson loss, Alabama's the new number one. And to be honest. I don't see them. I don't see them giving up that spot at all. That Mac Jones kid, the quarterback. I know. Beginning of the season, I was like, "Oh, this kid can't play. He's probably not going to be that good." I take back everywhere to that. This kid's very good, <laughs> and he can play. And he can play quite a bit of football. This weekend, he's going to be absolutely tested, though, because it's the Iron Bowl this weekend. So it's Auburn and Clems Auburn and Alabama this weekend. I can't wait to watch that game because I'm an Auburn fan, obviously. Don't like Alabama at all. But I think this game is gonna basically determine okay, let's see what Alabama's really made of now.
1: Yeah, Auburn's a tough team to figure out. You know, some weeks they play great, some weeks they lay duds. But exactly. Uh, so it on ball, what. it's gonna be a good game.
0: It, especially with last year too with Auburn. So. Auburn, so. Auburn won, it, won it last year, so, I mean, revenge is on Alabama's mind, so we'll see what happens with that game. Uh, Penn State. Penn State's winless. They suck. Um, all right, next topic. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Michigan. What you,
1: what, oh, wait, they suck.
0: <laughs> the, the Big Ten outside of uh, Ohio State and uh, Northwestern. Yeah, they suck. Okay, uh, next. Uh, so, Ohio State – well, actually, Indiana too. Ohio State uh, barely – Barely survived Indiana this weekend. Uh, it was a one-score game in the end. Looked like at halftime, Ohio State was just going to steamroll them. Indiana came out and the second half was on fire. Ohio State was pretty flat for the most part. Came down to the end. Ohio State takes care of business. Justin Fields was not happy with, with how the second half turned out, and now he's pretty much turned it on to another gear. So, Ohio State seems like they're going to be in the, you know, just steamroll everybody now. Seems like that's all they're going to want to do.
1: Yeah, they're they were my pick to win it all. I'm still gonna stick with them.
0: I'm gonna stick. I'm I'm gonna double down with you on this, Chris. I think Ohio State will win it all. I really yeah, do.
1: Me too.
0: I'm gonna double down with you on that. Um, and then quickly, uh, last story, COVID's impact on college football. Um, it's becoming an issue. Obviously, well, the pandemic in general. Obviously, we all know the damage it's done worldwide. Um, for the world of sports, we've all seen what's done so far. I looked it up today, Chris. Eighty-three games have been either canceled or postponed this season because of the virus.
1: Yeah, wow. it's
0: wild. That's insane. Like, especially where there, there's probably going to be another six or seven this weekend. Definitely, uh, definitely good to be around a hundred by the end of the season. And it makes me wonder as we approach bowl season, what's going to happen if. Let's do a hypothetical here, because the Rose Bowl is a college football is a college football bowl this year, or a college football playoff game this year. What happens if hypothetically someone on Ohio State gets it, and someone on Clemson gets it, and they and they're playing each other? Like, are you are they going to delay the whole college football like playoff like format a whole week or two before both teams? Like what? Like what?
1: I don't think they have the flexibility to do that. They're going to have to play yeah. with whoever they get. It's what makes mm-hmm. it even more interesting in these storylines.
0: So it is something definitely keeping an eye on as bull season approaches. Yeah. Plus, I don't I, I, think, I, I
1: don't think they're going to have regular bowls at all. I don't think. I think it would just be the college playoffs.
0: I think they might have the New Year's, like the, the typical like New Year's six bowls. Yeah, that the they New have. Year's
1: six maybe, but I don't think they're going to have all these other bull games like they normally do. No,
0: I don't think they are either.
1: But time will tell.
0: All right, move on over to the NFL to close off today's show. The Patriots can officially say goodbye to their playoff chances after yesterday's disappointing loss to the Houston Texans, 27-20. Josh McDaniel sucked. The defense sucked. Cam Newton was actually great yesterday. Um, I can't wait for the offseason. I can't wait just for the season to be over with the Patriots, honestly. It's just so frustrating to watch this team. It is. (laughs) And I know – and I know everyone else is probably looking at all the Patriots fans who are not in denial because there, there are some fans out there that are in denial about this and just refuse to accept reality. Not going to mention names na- or anything No like one that, feels but
1: bad for you guys.
0: No one feels bad for us. It's true. No one feels bad for us. And I think the ones who like, kinda, like, are not living in, in, in the fantasy land of, oh, this is just going to be a one-year thing. No, this is not just going to be a one-year thing. This is going to be for a few seasons, it feels like. Because here's the thing. Josh McDaniels cannot call a freaking offense. He can't. I'm sorry. He's he's lost his touch without Tom Brady. Because he would just rely on Tom Brady to go out and go make a play. Now that Josh McDaniels has Cam Newton as his quarterback, Cam Newton, obviously. He's on the rise with the Patriots. Still not that good, though. But he's on the rise with it. But still, he's not Tom Brady. So, Josh McDaniels is being exposed. He is. He really is. He's not that good. I'm sorry, but he's not. I'm I'm on the I'm on the anti-Josh McDaniels train. Terrible. The defense yesterday, holy smokes, was that awful. Deshaun Watson literally made you guys look like a bunch of third graders out there playing football for the first time in your lives. That win against Baltimore last week means nothing now. It yeah. means nothing. The fact that like I don't get how you can go I don't get how you can beat Baltimore. Baltimore and other are not good. They're not good. Yeah, but they're not, they're not Houston bad. No. Then they can't go beat Houston. And now this Sunday, you have Kyler Murray coming in this Sunday to Foxborough. Defense cannot play like that again. Otherwise, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, they'll just run up the score on the defense if they play like that again. Yeah, you guys are probably going to lose that game. Pages need to play a perfect game if they even want to stand a chance against the Cardinals. I'm sorry, but they do. Yeah. And with Josh McDaniels, we all know that's not going to happen.
1: We'll see. We'll see how the season plays out for them.
0: Uh, the Giants, they're still alive, though, at least. They are. They are. Uh, the NFC Leaf sucks, as, you know, Chris and I, we both know that. Um, everyone's has three wins. It's just that the Eagles are 3-6-1 and because of that tie against Cincinnati. This division is – I can't believe this, what this division really is. I really can't.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's no good teams in it, really, including my own Giants. Um, I think the Giants are better than their record is. They blew a couple games, but, you know, you can't make excuses. You're still 3-7. and seven. But as a Giants fan, you know, everything's in front of us. We beat the Washington twice. Uh, Thursday during Thanksgiving, we'll be rooting for the Skins to beat the boys. Since we already beat the Skins twice, we would have the tiebreaker in that scenario.
0: Mm-hmm. but uh, and i take, think washington is going to beat dallas too i really think too. dallas got
1: very lucky again as usual and um what are you going to do as a giant fan you know i i can look ahead i can say these teams don't scare me but i'm just taking it week by week i'm worried about cincinnati um joe judge is uh very similar to bill I as his team's always going to come prepared for the most part i think coming off a bye they're going to be very prepared for cincinnati um Cincinnati also lost Joe Burrow, which is a huge loss for them. So, now there's really no excuses for this team not to win this game. You got to go into Cincinnati and take care of business, move to 4-7, and and move into first place.
0: Yes, 100% yes. Uh, Speaking of New York, uh, the Jets, they lost again yesterday. Frank Gore just flat out said, I don't want to go out like this, going 0-16 and go out like this. I don't blame Frank Gore for being mad because Frank Gore has had quite the career – and the fact that his lasting moments of the NFL might be being on the o and 16 New York jets pitiful
1: yeah shame on them. Um, kind of
0: disrespectful to Frank Gore if you ask me the jets are really go 0 and 16 here <laughs> all right let's move on over uh, let's take let's review what happened on yesterday for Sunday football action uh as I already alluded to this uh, t- uh Texans beat the Patriots uh twenty seven 20 um this game sucked. On Thursday night, the Seahawks beat the Cardinals uh, 28-21. Another great game between these two teams. These two teams are probably going to meet in the playoffs, and that's going to be a fun matchup to watch as well. The Eagles lose to the Browns 22-17. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, Chris. Just, just go for it.
1: The Eagles, man. They are a terrible team. I, I Personally, I think the Redskins are actually better than the Eagles. I think my Giants are better than Eagles. And Carson Wentz, is I really think he's the most overrated paid quarterback. He's a bottom – he might be a top 10 bottom quarterback in the league. He He is is. awful. He makes stupid decisions week after week, and then every week it's the same thing. Doug Peterson, like, protects him. You have Jalen Hurts. What do do you have to lose to put Jalen Hurts in right now? I guarantee you if they were to – I'm happy as a giant fan they're not, but I bet you if they put Hurts in, he would spark that team, and they go on a run. But you know what? They're not going to do that. So it is what it is. They're a terrible team. Terrible. Oh,
0: they're awful. Don't get me wrong. Awful. Literally, if it wasn't for that tie, this would be a four-way race right now for first place, and they would not awful. be in first place.
1: Yeah, the Giants handed them a win too. We we should be in first
0: place. It, it's awful. Terrible. They they are not. They are not a good team. Not a good team. They are not a good team. I will. I will. Here's the thing with Jalen Hurts. And I'm not trying to defend the Eagles at all, though. But here's the thing with Jalen Hurts. He's got a case of the fumbles when he causes the football. Or turnovers in general. He can't hold on to the football. That's his issue. That's why the Eagles are not using him yet. But I feel like when it gets towards the end of the season, and when it's crunch time, and when, you know, Wentz throws another, like, four-interception game, maybe maybe a light will go off in that, you know, useless brain of Doug Peterson. Oh, Doug and,
1: Peterson, the guy Mr. Know-it-all.
0: Oh, he's... I think he's fired after this year. I think he is. He's got to be. They,
1: like, love him there. Cause, like, cause the Super I don't get why about. they
0: love Yeah, wow. You got one Super Bowl, Philly. Cool. New England has six. Cool. Great. Anyways.
1: Yeah, they, I hate Doug Peterson and the Eagles. I, can't stand
0: I cannot stand him. Um, Saints beat the Falcons 24-9 yesterday. Um, they did it without Drew Brees. Taysom Hill is quarterback. Taysom Hill looks good. Atlanta, Atlanta sucks. Um, yeah. Simple as that. Kamara did his thing too. Um, Washington beat the Bengals 20 to nine yesterday. Uh, as Chris alluded to earlier, sad story coming out of this game was that Joe Burrow tore his ACL, his MCL and some other, it seems like he tore some other stuff up in his knee as well. Um, I hope, hope he's okay. Hope he comes back soon. Healthy. You hate to see it to a young kid, especially in his rookie year. Who was having a pretty good season too. Um, I just I just hope that Cincinnati looks at this and it's just and just decides maybe to get some better protection for him, um, maybe get him a few more receivers as well. Just because you don't want to have this be another Carson Palmer situation. Whereas when, when Carson Palmer went down with a knee injury, when he came back, Cincinnati was pretty dead. So you 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 just hope that this doesn't happen. This is not another deja vu situation for the uh, for the Bengals. I look at this as two. I look at this as a, in two ways, as a football fan, and Patriots fan. As a football fan, I'm sad just because it's Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. Uh, as a Patriots fan, I'm also sad about it, not because obviously bad knee injury, but also this pretty much is going to solidify a top 10 pick for the Bengals. And obviously, obviously, the Patriots are right in the thick of things to get into the top 10 for the draft next season. So now, really, there's, and plus, with the Jets also solidifying a, top, a spot too, there's really only eight spots left up for grabs in the top ten. Um, so, so maybe may, maybe Pages need to start tanking if they really want to get into the top ten. We'll see about that. But again, hope Joe Burrow gets healthy. Um, Panthers they they shut out the Lions twenty to nothing yesterday. PJ Walker, XFL XFL quarterback turned to NFL quarterback, played pretty well yesterday. Steelers beat the Jaguars twenty seven three. Steelers ten 0 I think the Steelers are gonna run the table, if I'm honest with you, Chris.
1: Yeah, it'd be at this point it looks like it.
0: They're hard their they're only two games where like they could run into an issue is this Thursday um against Baltimore on Thanksgiving night. Or Buffalo in a few weeks. That's it. Yep. Titan the Titans beat the Ravens in overtime yesterday, thirty to twenty-four. Are the Baltimore Ravens the Baltimore frauds?
1: I hate the Ravens. I'm glad they're not doing good.
0: Do Do, do you think this team's starting to look a little fraudulent though, compared well, to like, with, what we think well, they
1: are? Uh, my take on it is that the league is adjusting to Lamar Jackson and that offense. So now it's up to them to make the adjustment. You know, what are you going to do differently to help Lamar Jackson succeed more? Simple as mm-hmm. that.
0: This game had a lot of bad blood, though, because beginning of the game, uh, they were just kind of standing around on the logo, not really doing anything. John, John Harbaugh for some reason took offense to that, screamed and yelled at Malcolm Butler, Malcolm Butler screamed and yelled back, and and then, obviously, end of the game, uh, Tennessee wins off of a Derrick Henry touchdown. John Harbaugh literally waves off uh, Mike Babel for a handshake. Uh, John Harbaugh is a sore loser and a very salty man. Yeah. Uh, Bron- Broncos beat the Dolphins 20 to the 13 yesterday. Tua got benched for Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic didn't have any magic yesterday. Denver got a pretty solid win. The Jets are still winless. They lose to the Chargers 34 28. Literally, this is probably the one chance the Jets had to win a game this year because it's the Chargers. The Chargers always find ways to lose. Colts beat the Packers in an overtime thriller yesterday 34 31. I picked this game. I, Chris, I know you said you, you were high on the Colts at the beginning of the season. I picked this game yesterday. Colts look good. Your Colt's prediction is looking pretty good right now, Chris.
1: They're seven and three, they're like an ugly seven and three. like no one talks about them being seven and three. No, they, you they're could getting absolute... this team. I mean, who knows imagine this team pans out for my like, predictions, that would be pretty funny. They're,
0: they're getting no attention for this at all, and I think they start and I, and I think they need to eventually it's quiet if, they, and if, they are nine and, if they're nine and three, 10 and three. Then yes, it's time to pay attention to the Indian I think now it's it's been time to pay attention to the Indianapolis Colts now. They're good. Uh the Cowgirls, uh they beat the Vikings thirty one, twenty eight. It's unfortunate. Um
1: You hate to see it.
0: That sucks. Um And then the Chiefs beat the Raiders last night, thirty five thirty one. Patrick Mahomes just had another Patrick Mahomes like game.
1: Yeah, Chiefs are uh,
0: Chiefs are good, but um, I think the Raiders are legit too. They're legit. I think team. they are too. I like the Raiders.
1: I think they make the playoffs.
0: I do too. Um, so Monday night tonight is Tampa sure. and the Rams. Uh, Tom Brady basically gets another stab at the Rams. Last time Tom Brady faced the Rams was in the Super Bowl, the ugly thirteen to three defensive heavy Super Bowl. Um, I'm excited to see how this game turns out tonight, considering. That, you know, maybe the Rams do have a little bit of revenge on their minds, considering even though it's not the Patriots, it's Tom Brady. Um, should be, should this game is actually should be fun to watch tonight. Who you got winning it?
1: Who do I got winning tonight? I think the Rams are going to win tonight.
0: I do too. I don't like going against Brady either, just because Brady has been proving everyone wrong this year. But I think the Rams are going to be too much to handle tonight
1: for, for, yeah, fantasy purposes. I need a huge game from, um, Ronald Jones and Gronk, so I'm hoping for like 20 points apiece. A, r- <laughs> a Rams win would also be nice.
0: That's definitely not happening.
1: Uh, a guy can hope. A guy can
0: hope. A guy can hope. Well, but anyways, Chris, we made it to the end of the episode. Yes. <laughs> all right. So as always, guys, we want to thank you all so much for the support. Uh, keep wearing those masks. Wash your hands. Social distance. Call out all the Karens in the world. And for anyone. In the, and for all of our U.S. listeners out there, happy Thanksgiving this week. If you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, hope you just have a great day in general. Hope you enjoy some good football that day um, or just a good day in general. Um, and we'll see you guys next week.